my god this pile of books is just keeps getting taller and taller and i can't get caught up i'm never gonna get caught up but it's just always gonna be a never-ending pile of books to read i'm never gonna get caught up pull list podcast hey you stole my name <laughs> I'm, I'm your host kendall with me as always is jared hello everybody all right so it feels like we were just talking off mic uh or off air we're, we're both on mics because this is over skype but uh we were just talking about how it seems like it's been like uh, a long time. Uh, so, uh, so Jared, when's your son uh, graduating high school? <laughs> Not this year, but next. <laughs> he was born the last podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Um, but I mean, no, like there, well, <laughs> I like to think there has been a lot of stuff going on, but then it feels like there hasn't been a lot of stuff going on. But, um, you know what? First, I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you didn't know already, but Rick has officially died. <laughs> that's yes, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, Rick has officially died. Batman's officially boring. Um, Thor is probably going to get a hammer back here soon, and Spider-Man's still alive. So that's kind of a nice little recap of what the major events going on. So yeah, so yeah, Rick did just just die. That's a relevant thing. Um, and apparent and anyone who's listening to this who hasn't read, uh, Walking Dead has just gotten spoiled out of nowhere with no with no warning. But that's okay. Well, it, it's gonna be over a week. So well, and you know what? I'm mad because uh, it was Tuesday night, and some bullshit comic store that I follow on Instagram posted like, "Here's the issue: Rick dies. Pick it up." I'm like, did I not? grab my issue of walking dead last week like what happened i went to check and it's like oh it's coming out tomorrow and i mean i had a feeling there's a good chance that rick was going to die from the last issue yeah but i mean obviously the guy put like three more bullets in his chest but i'm like you should be take like diamond should cancel you from the list for for spoiling any sort of comic book especially the walking dead the night before yeah yeah that's pretty bad um, well, I saw them fucking assholes on Instagram, and I, they said, "Do you want to post this because this is probably breaking some of our rules?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm willing to take a, a stupid fucking ban because some asshole posted something a little bit too quick, especially about a character as beloved as Rick Grimes in the comic book world, or at least in the television world." But now, now what, you got to be careful about that though, because you've you've called other people out on uh, social media. I remember when you called out uh, somebody for um, revealing revealing uh, the um, uh, Jarrell revealing Jarrell in Action okay. Comics, and because you called them out, their post spoiling the end of that issue showed up on my timeline. Uh. Now I had read the issue. I, it didn't spoil it for me, but just, you know, keep that in mind that even when you're insulting, uh, 
other other uh part of the problem okay good good news is that i haven't been participating in any social media for a while now so i won't (laughs) post anything in your timeline but no i i apologize see that's the thing it's like they it's the collateral damage they just don't understand that happens see that was part of the collateral damage and it's just waves and waves of bullshit but um yeah i again i kind of had a feeling it may happen. I wasn't too surprised, but um, it, it they're moving along. I'm, I'm actually yeah. surprised that the Walking Dead still pulling kind of twists and and pulling deaths like this. Mm-hmm. Still, at issue 192, and I'm sure there's still going to be a lot more good stuff going on now, here. Soon. Now, I will say, I kind of also got it spoiled for me. I mean, it was my fault, kind of. Well, I don't know, because because this is <laughs> this is like why this is why like you shouldn't like no matter what. Sometimes stuff's going to get spoiled for you. So I read the previous issue and saw Rick get shot, you know, so I, and then, but then I saw like the day the issue came out or maybe even the day after the issue came out. Um, one of the, I, I don't think it was a, I don't even know. It was somebody that I follow the writer on Twitter so I don't know. I don't remember what right what uh, what website it was it was for, um, but had written like a, a response and it was like you know my thoughts on this on yesterday's death in The Walking Dead, and I was like, oh man, spoil that's a spoil you know I yeah, I said something and I was like crap I can't say anything else because my wife is in the room and <laughs> she also reads Walking Dead. And I didn't want to spoil that. I didn't want her to be spoiled. But yeah. So as soon as I bought it a few days later, I, I did. That was the first one that I read. So it's, it's interesting though. Uh, Cause I was not super, I didn't feel like it had the impact of some previous deaths. Like it just kind of was like, okay, this is the next thing. Um, and you know, the, the reaction to the death was very, very muted. Yeah. I mean, I teared up a little bit when, when they said there's a few people that want to pay respects in Alexandria and it was like this giant crowd. Yeah, that was nice. Um, but then the polar opposite of that was the page where they show like every single character in a little teeny tiny, like 16 panel grid type thing. And I was like, I don't know who most of these characters are. Well, I think that is a good explanation of how the book, like, I mean, you could throw in random names around the people that talk to each other. And I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever. You can switch (laughs) up the names. I wouldn't know. I mean, it's all based around kind of the action. And there's always, it seems like there's like five central characters to every story. And there's like 20 supportive characters that are somehow, moving this machine along yeah. and trying to drive this plot forward. Um, I'm interested to see how Carl moves forward with this. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously, I was honestly not expecting for what seems like Sebastian to pump like three more slugs, like right into Rick's chest to finish him yeah. off. I think that was like Kirkman saying like, Rick is fucking dead. Don't even think he's not. Right. You dumb right. Assholes. Right. Like we're putting him in the ground, so don't even think it's like he's getting helicoptered off somewhere, like some bullshit television show would. 
Um, so I'm interested to see how it goes going forward. But that was like, um, so the comic store I went to, they said, um, I guess like the, the, the issue before this, uh, 191 is going for amount of money. And I'm sure this one is going for like 10 to 15 bucks an issue. Mm. Uh, but I guess some guy like tried to buy a, like the rest of their stock of 191 and flat out told him he wanted to try to sell them on eBay. And they just like kicked him straight out of the store. Like, why would you tell us that you want to buy these and flip them for 10 bucks a piece? Um, but yeah, that's kind of a side story. But either way, um, it's kind of it's definitely an end of an era with the comic book. I I don't know how long Kirkman like really sees this going on. I mean, Walking Dead. I mean, they've already split off like twelve TV shows. I'm sure you could probably keep the comic book going on as for as long as you want to. But um, yeah, it's definitely an end of an era with Rick being gone. Yeah, He's, like, so, officially gone. So I just I just uh, eBayed it. Um... 191 is going for $7 and 192 is going for 15. Okay. I mean 15 bucks for a comic book, especially one that's like kind of cool to have. Like, you know, The Death of Rick Grimes, like if it if if Walking Dead goes on for another 5 years or whatever, this will be a cool comic to have. Oh, to totally. sell it to oh, sell it on like totally. to sell it on eBay for for 15 bucks and then like you know you have to drive to the post office and put it in a thing and this guy's only charging 275 for shipping i you know that his shipping costs are actually more than 275 oh yeah uh i mean yeah like you're by the, by that time and you buy the book and you go out and like you're making like 8 bucks profit per per issue that you sell that just sounds like way too much work yeah, if that's your like business to grind out that hard, then good for you. But yeah, if I were you, I would if you can find the first editions of them, buy buy one or two maybe, keep them in your collection. Yeah. Because I mean, right now like I mean, like the first editions, like anything under a, like 100 issues, um I mean like the governor, uh, Morgan, like there's those are going for like 50 to 60 bucks and it's not bad. Like, honestly, if I could, uh, I've been kind of working on it, but like, obviously like, I like Punisher, Wolverine, those are runs I like to collect, but mm. like walking Dan, I, I would love to be able to have like a number one through 100, all of them. Like, I think g- being able to collect all the walking deads would only be more profitable in the future. Yeah. Um, I think those are good investments to make. So do you, do you think that cuz like cuz like Walking Dead has has definitely peaked in popularity. Do you think that Walking Dead will be something that people care about 20 years from now? Oh yeah. I think uh I think TV show wise it's definitely made enough of a mark that it will um I mean I think still top end I mean I I have, did you look up number 1s? Well, I'm sure that Walking Dead number one is worth a gajillion dollars. I, and I mean, it's worth oh. it's worth money now, but it's still pretty hot. I mean, even though the TV show is not as popular as it was two or three years ago, it's still a pretty hot property. It's still going on. But like, I mean, a couple years ago, Invincible number one was going for 
thousands of dollars. I wonder how much Invincible oh. number one is going for now. Oh, yeah. No, I was just kind of curious. I, I mean, I, I don't think it'd be, ever be a bad investment to buy early editions of The Walking Dead. Um, and I think that, I mean, and part of it's probably because the television is going to run it to the ground like a dead, they're going to beat it to a dead horse. It's going to be a franchise forever. I mean, there's, they're, they're still going to find bodies to be zombies somewhere. Um, it, it, it'll just be a worn out franchise. Hopefully it doesn't diminish the price of anything, especially the early stuff. But I mean, who knows? So, uh, I don't feel like, like, uh, responsibly looking things up on eBay, but uh, somebody does have a listing of walking dead number one for about a thousand dollars. I can't see, I can't see it going above that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. at least, at least like factoring in, uh, whatchamacallit, um, the thing that makes money be more inflation, <laughs> inflation, factoring in inflation. Cause I mean, a thousand dollars is like, you're talking about key Spider-Man issues when, when you're talking about $1,000. Okay, so I ended up buying um, a Spider-Man 129 since we last spoke. Um, I, it's, it's probably like a 2 or 2.5. I got it for three twenty-five. Um, and so the comic book store, they bought a collection. Well, they actually, they were gifted a collection from someone like my buddy played D&D with um, and his dad owns the store. But I... He gave him two 129s, and they also had a second edition or a second printing of Ninja Turtles number one, and that was priced for $1,000. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's probably a comic book that you may not ever see again in your life, or at least like that close to a first edition. I'm like, okay. I mean, 1000 bucks that's probably retail for that. Who knows? It could be maybe really worth eight to 900 but – like it's hard to believe like and my wife cuz I'm trying to like talk her into it so that was like my father's day and birthday present was the 129 <laughs> um I, and I I kind of they held it for me they know how much I like punisher and all that sort of stuff uh, but I'm thinking like and once I held it and like brought it home honestly it was a little bit underwhelming um so like oh well I just spent a whole bunch of money for this like I take it out and look at it and stuff I'm like it's still just a fucking piece of paper yeah um with staples in it but i honestly i'm happy as a collector like this is good i, I don't think it's going to go down in value at all but then again it's like all this stuff is just pieces of paper but I, I had a chance to hold you know like the second print of number one ninja turtles and it's still mm-hmm. really cool because it's still kind of history and there's a lot of value attached to it and it's just uh i, I don't know like i'm i would probably be a hoarder if i could but it's I love collecting stuff like this sort of thing, and it's just uh, it's just kind of cool to that kind of history. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, like, but, but I, and I guess this is the, and this is the other thing when it comes to when it comes to talking about what about invest in, an investment with your comics, it's like, it, are you when you talk about an investment, are you talking about I'm going to put three hundred dollars into this, and it is going to accrue value based on inflation and nothing more. Maybe it will even lose a little bit of value, but 20 years from now, I will have a box of things that I will have a box <laughs> of $200 bills, you know, like, like, Oh, no, that's yeah. Cause that's well, the I, thing. That's the thing that I noticed with my magic cards. I was talking to somebody today. It's like, 
I spent over the years that I played magic card. I, I spent many thousands of dollars on those magic cards. And then I got like a couple thousand dollars when I sold, when I sold key, when I sold, I've sold most of the ones that were worth decent money. Um, so it was like, it wasn't like a return on investment in that. Like I made, I put in, I made more money than I put in, but I got to have these cool things for a little while that I liked and that I bought and that I, you know, I got the entertainment value out of them. And then, and then down the line, when I needed some extra money, I was able to offload that stuff and, and end up with money. Um, well, I like, that's why I like the utility of that kind of stuff too. Um, where it's like, you can keep it. And I mean, it's not like we're dealing fine art or anything, right? Right. But I, I like being able to, I mean, I have, I mean, I think I have like four long boxes, maybe like five and a half. And there's probably at least two, two and a half of stuff that I could probably sell back and get store credit on mm-hmm. that I could probably put into something nice. But I still read all the stories and yeah, yeah. some of the stuff I may want to keep. So I think that's how I'm kind of going about it where, um, yeah, some of the stuff I'm definitely not going to be able to get. And I'm probably going to make way less on the dollar for what I paid for it. But again, um, and like what I've done in the past is, um, well, the com- like my local comic books were, they, they've been um, grading a lot of comic books. And actually, I think that's what I'm going to do with that Punisher is I'm going to have it pressed, maybe cleaned a little bit and see if I can maybe get a grade a little bit higher. And with a book like that, grade higher is can be a couple hundred more dollars. Mm-hmm. So it could truly be worth that. And obviously if that goes up in the future or I'm expecting it, the value to only go up in the future with, I mean, it's a book that was created in 1972 and I can't imagine, if, you know, a graded press clean book, hopefully a little bit higher, will just only again, kind of go up in value. Mm-hmm. Um, but my kind of goal is to, hopefully take all the books I have now. I mean, I think part of that, what I did like over the past few months, I got the first uh, black suit Spider-Man and like a couple other graded books too. So I'm, what I'm trying to do is yeah, kind of recycle stuff that I'm buying into better stuff. Yeah. I, uh, my, my first black suit Spider-Man is, uh, that's the one that I forgot that I bought. And then when I was going through and uh, organizing my comics, I ended up finding it. It's, I mean, it's a rag, but I got, I remember now that I paid $25 for it. And those are the comics that I like to buy. I like to pay about 25 or $30 for a really neat appear for a really neat key issue. That's maybe not as old or maybe not as sought after or whatever, but you know. Oh no, I agree. Actually, I like the, uh, um, I mean, sure, if I was Nicolas Cage, I'd try to buy, like, an action comics number one in the best condition I could find. But And then uh, lose it or have it stolen yeah, or whatever. Yeah, have it stolen. But, no, this is, like, more fun for me, like, just to find that. And they actually had another um, another 129 that was, like, 200, and it was a beater. And it's, like, um, and I got a little bit better of a deal than they initially posted on it. I think they had it for, like, one, or, no, for, like, 350 I ended up getting it for three twenty five, um, but again, it was like they got the collection for free and with a whole bunch of other really nice other comics. And they said it was really funny because they said around springtime, like spring cleaning, just when they start seeing all of these um, comic collections pop up, which is kind of funny. So he's like, 
now we have to hit the like convention circuit and really try to get rid of a lot of these key issues and they've been trying to get a lot of other ones graded so uh um yeah it's uh, not a bad time of year to find good comics yeah, interesting so Very. but reading comics though that's yeah what's what's so, what have you been reading okay so uh first first thing i want to talk about because this definitely ended uh but we've been following it uh heroes in crisis ended a few weeks ago yes um, what what did you think of what did you think of the ending uh i mean this was not a vision this was I, it was okay i mean what I'm kind of confused about, and I've been kind of reading some articles about it, where they they have kind of Wally in this weird limbo where Tom King wants him like this way, and then everybody else wants him this other way, or or Doomsday Clock wants him this other way. Um, I mean, I kind of like the idea of there being some sort of uh, mental health aspect to being a superhero, mm-hmm. but. I just thought it was kind of weird and convoluted and really didn't interest me that much at the end. Yeah. Like, so, uh, so that's interesting. Cause, cause I've been pretty down on it. Um, as we've gone through, uh, I felt like the middle of the series kind of was treading water. Um, but first of all, I don't have, I don't have any, I mean, I don't dislike Wally or anything, but they can do whatever they want with him. And I don't really care about even consistency between books at this point. Like as long as within the book, there's consistent characterization. Sure. I'm fine. Like, like it's just not, I mean, who cares? Nobody's like, you don't care about where a character is at continuity wise. Even oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Personally, I don't, but that was like some articles. Right, right, right. They're like, okay, that's kind of crappy. I'm like, well, like one, like, I don't give a shit, but yeah, let's go. I mean, yeah. And they kind of, you know, they kind of make Wally a murderer, which is weird, but, uh, I, I actually thought they stuck. I thought that Tom King stuck the landing. I think that the last issue, um, tied up loose ends really well in a, in a really like elegant way. And, and frankly, a lot of comics end bad these days. Like, Either they don't have a real ending, they're just setting up the next thing, or um, especially comic events, or there's like some sort of crazy deus ex machina that just arbitrarily resets everything and makes things the way that editorial wants them to be or whatever. And I don't, I don't feel like that happened with I think this. The last two, like the last two issues really cleared stuff up. I mean, they, they really tied everything together. And if they want to, you know... If they want to sideline Wally for a little while, editorially speaking, if they want to, you know, it looked like he was in jail, maybe if they keep him in jail and then they take him out of jail later and he's crazy, he's the Jason Todd of the flashes is, <laughs> you know, I don't care. Cause we already have a Wally West. His name is Barry Allen, you know? So I'm yeah. yeah, do, do whatever, you know, do whatever. But he's, I felt like he really stuck the landing with that. Uh, where Tom King, yeah, where Tom King is, I'm not as much of a fan is with his Batman stuff that, uh, that nightmare arc or whatever it was called was rough. Yeah, that was really rough actually. I'm, I'm, well, well, actually I I wrote down a list of things I wanted to talk about tonight and, um, like Tom King with Batman was one of them, but it's like, man, it was just really, really rough. 
um, especially towards the end. It was really bad. Yeah. Um, Nightmare has been tough to read. I'm actually kind of looking forward to him, or looking forward to somebody taking over, which I don't think we know who that is, do we? We, we don't. I was actually just talking to, talking yesterday to somebody. I'm, I'm going to take a break from Batman after Tom King's runs over. I, I think it's been, I mean, it's been good overall, and he could, he could still end strong. I was just talking to, yeah, they haven't announced who it's going to be yet. Um, and I, don't really know who would make sense. Uh, Is there any way that would get you excited? No. I mean, I would read it if Bendis wrote it or if like, or if like a Marvel guy, like, uh, like if Dan slot jumped ship and, uh, and, and came over to, it came over to DC to write Batman. I would read it in a heartbeat, but I'll read anything. Dan slot writes. Uh, I just, yeah. Like, when everybody, it seems like in the last like couple years, a bunch of people who I'd been kind of following or paying attention to, um, kind of like hit their kind of the peak of their career and got to write the big deal books. And now I don't know who would be, I'm not really following any of the second tier people right now. It feels like, yeah, like if Bendis would do it. I'd be down for it. Maybe Scott Snyder doesn't feel like there's, I don't know, any more. I mean, I can't say I'm reading a whole lot of other DC books. I'm reading like detective. Yeah. That's I mean, probably it. But I'm I mean, like, I'll tell you, I don't want James Tinian and I don't no. want Peter Tomasi. And I don't want, I don't want Scott Snyder because the last, the last bit of Batman stuff that he's been written writing, I haven't liked. So, oh, so kind of going about that, did you read um, – what's the last one they came out with? Um, last Night on Earth? So I did not did read you? Last Night on Earth because I thought it was a Batman Who Laughs story, but apparently it wasn't. No, it's like super in the fu- – it's like kind of in the future. It, it was going to just like – I wasn't sure. I, I almost figured that you read it, but it's – I mean it's definitely kind of – it, re- it reminds me of, like the Marvel Man Logan stories. Mm. I think they're trying to do something like super in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole premise is that Bruce like cloned a Batman for each generation. Right. Right. And, and so it's like a, a Batman clone. Like he has the consciousness of Batman up to a certain point. And now he's like exposed to this future world. And it's just like Joker his head is in a lantern and now it could talk to him. It's definitely like super weird. It's like one of the black label books. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's still considered continuity or whatever. Like Scott Snyder said, it's supposed to be like the, the end of all of their stories. It's I would, um, I would say it probably is as much in continuity as any future story is. Sure. But, yeah. uh, but I would, but my, my interpretation of it would be, this is, Sort of like how um, Dark Knight Returns is Frank Miller's version of is is the end of the story that started with Year One. Yeah, um, okay. this yeah, is, that makes sense. This is the the end of Scott Snyder's Batman story that started with uh, I don't know that started well that started with Year Zero. Well, zero year, we see whatever it was Commissioner called. Gordon popping up in one of the Batman mechs, then I will be happy. Um, <laughs> that'll be like, that'll be the, that'll like complete the circle. 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know who I would want to, that's, that's part of the reason that I, I think I'm just going to drop off cause there's not, there's not a lot of people that I'm super excited about. I mean, DC could, DC could take Chip Zdarsky. Um, I mean, Matt well, I Fraction's going to start writing for Matt, Matt Fraction's going to write the, uh, the Jimmy Olsen series. So I saw it too. Yeah. That's kind of, well, I mean, Bendis and him are like good buds. So that's not mm. too surprising. Yeah. I, I Maybe honestly, I, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as much of a fan of Matt Fraction now that I heard him speak. <laughs> um, like I, I, I went to a, a little while, and that's actually part of the reason I don't like Chip Zdarsky too. It was Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky spoke at, uh, the, uh, was it the CXC? C- C- well, it was, um, no, they were just, they were just at, uh, CCAD Columbus college of art and design for those who okay. are outside of the I two seventy area. Um, but they, they were, they just were flown in to, to speak there and they just came off as quite large douchebags. No, I think I remember, um, I didn't go to it, but I had a couple friends go to it that one time. And this had to have been at least like four years ago. Yeah. It was something like it was in our, it was in the dark. It was in the dark times. Yeah. After, yeah, I after the, the old school pull list. But this was the, like all new once, uh, like sex criminals came out. Yep. It was like, yep. yeah, it was definitely, it was at, at peak sex criminals. Because <laughs> um, they were dead. Like they, Matt Fraction was, it was right. Actually, it was, it was, it was kind of right before Chip Zdarsky started doing Howard the Duck, I think. Actually, now that I think about it, because I think he alluded to, like, I'm going to be doing a Marvel project, but he didn't say what it was. I don't know. I just, I, they kind of, they kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, and... I heard it was pretty douchey, to be honest. But that doesn't surprise me. They kind of both look kind of douchey for a living. So, yeah, yeah, and it also was, it also was like kind of the wrong. I think it was, it was, pro- it was also probably when both of them were were fed up with mainstream comics, so they didn't really want to talk about. Like, I wanted to hear him talk about his Iron Man run. Yeah, uh, Matt Fraction. I wanted to hear him talk about his Iron Man run. But instead, he talked about uh, <laughs> eating eating gross food, and uh, Chip Zdarsky yeah, talked about going to a nudist camp that was an undercover, that was an underground swingers something or other. And, yeah, that's so like a fun story. Chip yeah, and like it was just I don't know, I don't know. It was like they they were and they just made like I mean they were. They were talking to eighteen-year-olds, and they were making jokes yeah. that eighteen-year-olds the thought were funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a little playing to the crowd. I guess that was probably it was probably right after Matt Fraction finished up his Hawkeye run, or or when he was like, it was in the oh, six yeah. years. It was in the six years between issue twenty and issue twenty-two. Yeah, no, I think that that sounds about right. Because I remember. Uh... Well, my buddy that has the comic store or whatever, his son, he was like, hey, let's go. I heard they were just coming. I got some tickets. So he dropped off a bunch at the comic book store, and they were giving them out, like, last minute because, like, no one knew they were there. So Yeah, the t- I, I, don't, think. I think it was free. Oh, yeah, something like that. Or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it was, it was free, like but they gave, you, they gave you flyers in the shape of tickets. Yeah. Okay. But, I, we, we probably shouldn't. We probably shouldn't badmouth people in the comics industry. Cause, uh, cause then we'll end up having an opportunity to interview them next week. 
and they'll, they'll be like, well, I was going to, we were going to come on your show, but, uh, I was going to give you a copy of the, of the first <laughs> trade, uh, an advanced copy, an advanced review copy of the first issue of Jimmy Olsen. Uh, but then I heard you be like, those guys are dicks. And, okay, well, uh, so I was thinking, like, Tom King has been kind of, like, a letdown for, like, the uh, ongoings. Like, sure, he can write the limited series, um, but it's, like, everything seems way too over the top. Like, he has a style that's really kind of dramatic. Um, I'm just kind of getting tired of this Batman stuff. Uh, I'm just looking forward. But I wanted someone, like, like the Tomasi, kind of what's going on now. I can't remember who's writing doing the art on it same guy i think but it's like i mean i would just love just a badass batman story and i don't think we're getting it from pumpkin i mean i'd read it if if like if if like somebody like rick remender or greg rucka yeah i i don't know somebody who's like kind of a little bit a little bit older or if, if i mean if if ed brubaker came back to superhero comics I'd read, I'd read his Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but these, these are all people who've kind of done it already. So there's not, if you're thinking about uh, whoever, usually who they put on Matt, Batman is, is somebody who is at the peak of their career. It's not, it's yeah, not somebody not who's picking up a comer. Well, like, so, okay. I, I picked up um, DC East deceased. Have okay. You, you heard about that? Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I didn't read it, but I heard about it. Uh, so like Tom Taylor, he he has done the um, uh, shit. What was he it? He did called? Injustice, and he's yeah, done Injustice. some other stuff. Are you think? I have heard Tom Taylor's name thrown around for Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Like actually, it was. Um, it's been very interesting. I, I like what he did with Injustice. So I read like the first three seasons or whatever they call it of that. Right. And it's right. like it's enough like interesting fan fiction enough. I think he has a good grasp of the DC universe and being able to kind of pull. And this is like no, this is not almost. I mean, this is pretty much like Walking Dead of the DC universe. Um, Dark Side comes in, unleashes a virus. It's a techno virus mm-hmm. and a biological virus. So if you see it over social media, you're infected, yeah. and it turns you just into a zombie that just you just want to scrape out yourself or somebody else. So and only and only fifteen years too late. Yeah. Well, and yeah. It's, Super, yeah, I mean, definitely, because we're definitely in the peak of the zombie craze right now. Well, I mean, that's kind of the part of it, too. And then not to mention, like, with social media. So it's like, it infects everybody virally, right, right, and figuratively. Yeah, the smartphone, social media, dystopia, zombie stuff, that's only, like, five years too late. Yeah, so that's kind of everything that's all this is about. So it's... Batman somehow like scrapes himself clean of because of course all the bat people check social media so they attack him and he somehow makes it out in the second issue. I mean it's Tom Taylor again knows enough about the DC universe and he has I think obviously a vivid enough uh, imagination that it, it's still interesting. I think it's still, a, I, I like the book that, and I like DC, how they do enough stories that are kind of outside of continuity or mm-hmm. separate universes mm-hmm. that, uh, it's fun to play around with. Like, I don't take it seriously. Like I, injustice, I never took it seriously, but it was just a fun story to read this, the kind of what ifs. Um, so, um, and I don't know if this is part of the prelude to the uh, year of the villain. Um, but it's still a fun story to read. I think there's only going to be six of them. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've I've heard I've heard good things about it, like from people who. Uh, I mean, the the I fanboy people liked it, and they it is not the kind of thing that they would like. So it must be it must be well done. And I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Tom Taylor is the only guy that I can think of that's like kind of an an up and comer who who could who could go to go to be on Batman or something like that. Uh, but you because usually there's usually there's a handful, you know, like when Nick Spencer was doing was doing uh superior foes and it was oh, like yeah. Yeah. you know he's gonna be this guy's gonna gonna do some cool stuff and then he got put on captain america and then he you know quickly you know quickly elevated um oh i i break but like you said before i honestly could see bendis hopping on batman like that would be i mean if i was bendis i mean superman i mean obviously that's a key book but batman is the book so so that's an interesting. That'll be an interesting. Here's an interesting transition. So Bendis, uh, speaking of the only reason I wouldn't want him on Batman is because I want him on Superman. His both Superman titles are so freaking good. Uh, are you reading either or both or? No, I'm. Well, I'm gonna pick up uh, Leviathan when that Leviathan. Leviathan, yeah, Leviathan. Well, you um, should you should read the last volume, of the this most recent volume at least of action, if you haven't been, because it's well. That's why I felt bad because I I started noticing. I think when I saw it, I was like issue four or five. I'm like, all right, well, I missed the last four, obviously, and of all these other books, my pull list, I'm gonna yeah. buy. So I'm gonna add another twenty dollar bill to it. <laughs> at well, least. well, it's it's been it's action has been the entire time Bendis has been writing action, it has been excellent. Um, Superman has had, has had like good, good issues and bad issues, but, or not bad issues, but like good issues and not as good issues, but Superman's in a really interesting place right now. Jonathan Kent, uh, went, went, went off to space and came back 10 years older. Yeah. Uh, That's like where I kind of left off is when he came back. And, uh, and he's been, he's been basically just telling the story of, of, uh, of, of what's been, ha- of what happened to him out there. And then confront and then, and then they flew And then after the story, they flew off and fought some people or something. I don't remember, but uh, it's been a lot of fun on that side. But then, but then, yeah, the action comics, the Leviathan stuff, it is like, it's, 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 they introduced spiral. Uh, and it, so it's reminiscent of Grayson, uh, which, which we both liked back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, and like, there's just a lot of like Bendisy humor. Um, they call when when Superman is in his spiral disguise. Uh, Lois refers to him as Chaz, and uh, and so Jimmy Olsen sees him. Jimmy Olsen sees Chaz turned into Superman, and he's like, "Chaz, you were Superman all this time." He's like, "Uh, yes, but my name's not Chaz." <laughs> but he doesn't. He won't. He won't reveal. Reveal who it is. Did you read the Leviathan one shot? No, I actually wanted to go back and check. Like, I honestly just looked at it. I'm like, oh, wow, I missed out on this because I've seen the inserts in DC books for the last couple of weeks or whatever. And I'm like, I kind of want to read the prelude to this to know what's going on. Yeah, it's the the Leviathan one shot was a lot of fun. Um, there's a there's a wonky Jimmy Olsen story that. Uh, it's kind of that there's some, where there's some jokes that pay off between the different, cause it's like, there's like a main story 
and then there's a Jimmy Olsen story and I think a Lois Lane story or the Lois Lane story ties in with the main story or something. I, I don't remember exactly because it was a few weeks ago, but, uh, but it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, the Jimmy Olsen stuff was, was good, even though it was written by Matt Fraction. Um, <laughs> but, and I don't think I'll be reading the Jimmy Olsen ongoing, but, but it was still like a nice little, it was a nice little, uh, fun thing to happen. Um, in the middle of an otherwise very serious, but very comic booky story. Uh, Clark Kent uh, decides to let himself be kidnapped because the people want to kidnap him because he's, you know, he'll get close. He's close to Superman or whatever. He has connections with Superman. And so he's like, yeah, I'll let myself be kidnapped. And, uh, and they're like, what we'll do is we'll tie you up. And then we're going to strap this kryptonite to you. And then when Superman shows up to save you, he'll get poisoned by the kryptonite. Totally good plan. And that's, that's not a spoiler. Cause that's on the cover of the, uh, of the issue. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, I just, cool. I just really like that. That's just such a comic booky thing. Like we know that he's weak to kryptonite <laughs> and not, you know, and Clark getting in over his head and all this stuff. And, uh, there's weird stuff with Talia and Lois Lane dresses as Talia for some reason. And, um, and they never acknowledge it, but, uh, but yeah, very, it was a very fun, fun little thing. I don't want to, since you haven't read it, I don't want to spoil too many more details, but it was, it was a lot of fun, but yeah, Bendis's Superman stuff has just been knocking it out of the park. That's good. I, yeah, it was one Bendis to do well at DC. I'm glad he's doing that. And I'm excited to see how Leviathan, Shakes out. Did you um, read? Well, I'm sure you probably did. Amazing. Uh, the the end of the hunted arc. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was um. I thought that was really solid. Uh, for there for a little while, I felt like all of my comics were coming out weekly. <coughs> um, I think I might have just started to complain about that on the last episode we did. Well, I, Amazing definitely came out like. Well, it felt like it was weekly, but it must have been like every other week. But. Well, it was what it was was it was amazing, and it would have it'd be issue eighteen, and then issue eighteen dot huh, and then issue yeah. nineteen, <laughs> and then nineteen dot huh. And so it was an issue was coming out every week. Um, I think I read like half the dot huh issues. Yeah, they, they were. They were actually kind of nice to be like in terms of supplemental issues. They yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, they were fine. I wish that it had been more clear that they were not essential to the story. True. Yeah. Um, I I may or may not have still read them, but uh, they were definitely not essential to the story. So when I was overwhelmed and uh, you know, a million books in that in in that time, uh, I might have it might have been good if i could have not uh but and yeah because yeah that was when that was at the same time as the avengers well it started at the same time as the avengers uh whatchamacallit the no road home event happened yeah which was weekly plus avengers was shipping twice a month so i was reading six avengers issues a month plus the um plus plus those and then it felt like the age of rebellion star Wars books were coming out every week. Although I think they're, I think they might be every other week. I don't think they're every week, but there've been a lot of those. Um, they might be every week. And then I also like, I, I started reading transformers at that time and transformers is just twice a monthly. And it was just, ah, I was just, I couldn't even, 
I couldn't. I've I've almost caught up. I've almost caught up. Um, but yeah. Um, but 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 I I thought yeah, I thought the hunted event was uh, I thought the hunted event was was pretty solid. Um, it it felt it felt it had some gravitas. I haven't read the issue that came out this week that was the epilogue, but otherwise I read the event and I thought it was really solid. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, yeah, I think, well, they also have War of the Realms kind of going on at the same time. And I feel that is kind of overshadowing some of that. But, I mean, yeah, it was it was fine. I liked... Uh, um, definitely how it ended. It was a neat little twist mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the ending. I like I where he's like, you know, the last time you said that, you... Uh, He's like, don't worry. It's cool. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not going to kill myself. Yeah. Well, and yeah, without spoiling it for everybody, I think it was a nice kind of spider universe contained type of story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and I, like, I like Craven too. And it was good to see him. And, you know, still had some, some part where you still feel kind of sympathy for the bad guy. And uh, still good going moving forward. And, even like War of the Realms, um, I haven't read all the other off issues, but I, I guess there's a couple really good ones with Spider-Man. I've kind of been following the, the main event, and um, it's interesting to see how Jason Aaron's kind of wrapping all this up. I've read some of the previews ahead of time, so I know that he's still going to be writing this afterwards, or writing Thor afterwards, but uh, obviously I've stuck around since day one, so it's kind of interesting to see all this kind of wrap up. Have you been reading it all? No, I I haven't. The only the only War of the Realms issues that I've read are like the one off tie in. I read like the, the Fantastic Four issue. Yeah. Um, I actually I th- oh I think I read the I think I read the Iron Man issue. Yeah, I read the Iron Man issue. I skipped issue eleven of Iron Man because I heard a review that was basically a synopsis of the entire issue. Yeah. And uh, then. And then like, I forgot to read it. And then I read the, I read issue 12 and I saw issue 11 in my stack. And I was like, I know exactly what happens in this issue. <laughs> and after this issue, uh, I have more books to read. I'm just, we'll just move on. It's yeah. okay. If I occasionally miss an issue. No. Um, yeah, it's good. Let's see what else I've been reading is the, uh, Spider-Man life story from Chip Zdarsky. Oh, I've heard, I've heard that that's really good. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, it's not like straight aligned with uh, um, you know, canon or whatever. It's you know, it's been kind of going forward. I think the last one has been the eighties, um, and it shows a little bit of an order Spider-Man because obviously it starts off in this. I think it starts off in the sixties. Yeah, sixties. Yeah, uh, and it looks like they're going to be going through the well two thousands. Yeah, the nineties the issue came out this week. I saw. Yeah, so look forward to reading that. So it's actually been really interesting. I mean, it's there's definitely a lot of the same history that, but it's not the exact same. Um, but it's super cool just to see kind of Peter get older, go through like truly go through relationships with Mary Jane and have regrets of Gwen and all this other stuff. There's a lot of interesting drama going on and 
obviously, I think the last story in the 80s was pretty much like the Craven story, um, twisted into the new stuff. So, um, yeah, it's actually, it's been a, a pretty interesting little side thing. And other than that, um, I mean, Doomsday Clock, did you read Doomsday Clock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this, uh, this last issue of Doomsday Clock, uh, was when I kind of realized that uh, Jeff Johns is doing his own thing now. Like he started, he started and it felt like just, this is just another, like this is just him trying to write in the style of Alan Moore and, you know, write in the style of Watchmen. Um, and over these issues, it has just, uh, it is just like, uh, gotten he better not better and better but it just feels like he's gotten more comfortable uh writing this type of story and i just once it's all over i'm gonna need to re- read the whole thing it obviously is not totally. what we thought it was gonna be but that's okay it's still been really oh, good well, and I, uh, yeah no i read a uh, super artsy fartsy uh, article so this is not my original shot thoughts at all. Um, but he was essentially recapping his time as president of DC, um, especially like entertainment uh, and how like the movies he put out under, I guess his name didn't do as well. So eventually him kind of getting moved out. So I guess there was the article kind of showed how there's some parallel with this actor and how Jeff Johns kind of got set up mm. with bad I mean, I think this was after. Well, I mean, he. I think he got kind of put in a president after the the Zack Snyder stuff kind of coincided with bringing Joss Whedon over. Mm-hmm. And they talked, and I, they kind of show some parallel about their kind of careers. And it was actually a really interesting article. I can't remember it like word for word, but um, but yeah. It, like exactly how you said it's like he is really now kind of breaking off going into his own thing um and i'm kind of interested to see how this rest of this goes and you can just you can just kind of tell uh that he's he's putting a lot into this yeah and uh the and i don't remember who's doing the art but the art is also excellent like this is just um it's just like really good and I can't wait until it's finished. It's kind of, it's almost a shame that uh, something like this, it's almost a shame that it has to come out, that the format, you have to read them in one issue at a time. Like if this was just, this this is the kind of thing, if it was just released as, if the whole thing was released or if they waited, in, or even if they waited, if they wanted to serialize it, if they waited until it was completely made, completely created, and then released, you know, released weekly or what, or or whatever, so that it could be on real a really tight schedule. I mean, that would have made more sense. I would love to better that way, just to be able to have a consistent schedule that's coming out. Yeah, it. I mean, that's just not. That's not how. That's not how money works. Because you got to <laughs> sell this yeah. month's comics to pay for next month's comics. Um, or whatever. Like, I mean, you got it. That's that's obviously why. That's part of the reason why they release comics the way they do um but 
but still it, it would be this specifically this specific thing I think will read really well in the trade and I and I think that it has not that it's been like maligned but I think people are like kind of this is not the thing that I wanted it to be you know this is not this is not the I mean this issue literally it's not was a universe changer I mean this like, this issue literally was the explanation of how Dr. Manhattan created the new 52 but I, I still feel like people thought that that was going to be the whole point of the series. And that is not the point of the series. Oh, no, honestly, I thought this is going to be more of a game changer in the actual universe. Um, obviously there's still a couple more issues for that to change, but um, yeah, I just thought more was going to happen, I guess, universe wise or in other comics, not necessarily this comic, but other comics would maybe, be impacted more by this but i guess it's going to be once this is done we're going to see more of a reverberation throughout mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but, that, but i think i think in the same article they talked about um tom king's um whatever uh <coughs> well, what's that one we just did we just talked about it um heroes in crisis yeah, but they said like like Wally West is different from the one that Jeff Johns is putting forward, and it's telling like two different tales. Like which one is like the true story going forward? But like, is um, is is a uh, is Wally West even really in Doomsday Clock? Like he was in Rebirth. Well, I think like the point is like in this story they don't have him like killing a whole bunch of other people and trying to recan it and all this other stuff. Well, yeah, because he just did the one, I mean, the whole point of the whole point of heroes in crisis was that he, he snapped for like a second and screwed up and tried to fix everything. Well, I think like the point the author was making is that like these two stories do not have a central um, continuity in mind. Yeah, well, they're not like thinking along the same lines of like let's keep the story consistent. So they're kind of like overall confused as to where like the DC universe is going right now, and like, who, which book is going to be like a you know like the flagpole or the yeah, flagship the, going forward. Yeah, I mean, I my thing my thinking is the point of Heroes in Crisis was to sideline if you're if you're looking at an editorial whatever the point of I mean in addition to what Tom King had to say, which I think. Tom King had something to say about mental health and stigmas and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but the editorial point of Heroes in Crisis is to sideline Wally West because they didn't know what to do with him because they had two Wally Wests going around. And and uh, also this one. Also, you can't if you're going to have a Wally West that completely remembers his old life. It doesn't make sense to have somebody who isn't upset that their children don't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's the whole thing with house of M and, uh, and Avengers disassembled was Scarlet, Witch went crazy, you know? So you can, you can have that. And then you can also have a Wally who most of the time is fairly well adjusted. I think, I think they work as well as any two comics. Like, it's not like, I guess the difference is this isn't, it wasn't called doomsday clock colon heroes in crisis. Yeah. Like it was, it was, uh, it was just, it was its own separate event that took place around the same time. You know, if you, if you read Blackest Night and, uh, uh, new, the new Krypton storyline at the same time, 
They don't really line up editorially speaking, but they're still, you know, they still go on about the same time. You know, you're in about the same status quo. You know, if you read, I don't know, like Marvel was Marvel has had some times where they were pretty good about it when they were doing um, like the a bunch of cosmic stuff around the same time as Civil War and Initiative, like one world would dip its toe in the other, but they were still pretty separate. Yeah, um, it's kind of like the whole Annihilation saga around the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, Annihilation, that's the cosmic stuff I was thinking of. Um but like you you could have you could have uh they they did a really good job back then. I don't I don't know how. I mean, that's not I I it's neither good nor bad, but it was kind of an interesting thing when I first started to feel like the universe was very tight. But DC has never been tight like that. You know, the the Batman and Batman is never the same as the Batman and Justice League. No, that's very true. Actually, Justice League's been pretty good. And I think they've been kind of ushering in like the whole uh year of the villain. Um and actually that's like I dropped off of Avengers, but uh Justice League's been really good. I've been enjoying it. Avengers been Avengers has been really good too. I just don't remember anything about it. Oh, it's been um oh they did there was a Squadron Supreme. They've been following the Squadron Supreme and it's been it was the first Squadron Supreme issue was so good that it made me want to read Squadron Supreme, um, and it's old stuff. <laughs> yeah, like like yeah, like uh, from like however many years ago, like not necessarily like a quintessential run, but yeah. just like a random run from ten years ago or fifteen years ago or whatever. But uh, I didn't know that. That's the joke with Squadron Sup- Supreme, or maybe they pointed it out. So there's like, I mean, the, it the is Justice like, League. it is like the Justice League, yeah. but like they're based out on. of Washington, D.C. So it literally said they're literally Squadron Supreme, D.C.'s greatest heroes. So I don't know they're D.C.'s greatest heroes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's at least that's what um, that's what it said in the in the in the in the Avengers issue, because they were based out of Washington, D.C., I don't know if that's if that's kind of always been a thing, but it seems like it should have been a thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I've uh, I was re- I was really interested in in that, and um, I think one I think, thing I, I think it's dealing with War of the Realms right now, though. So I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, there's one thing that I picked up that um, I looked back on. I went to the library and picked up. Um, by Ed Piscor, there's the X-Men Grand Design. Uh, have you heard about those at all? Uh, not not off the top of my head, no. Well, okay, so, I mean, he's actually a guy about our age. Uh, and what he did was he created almost a Cliff Notes, Cliff Notes version of X-Men history through these, you know, kind of like oversized issues. So he did... I think um, recently, like the the fifth one came out called X Men Extinction, but um, it starts off from I mean they like the first four from the you know the initial history starting off from the very beginning of X Men. Um, actually, it's really interesting because I haven't read nearly as many issues of X Men that have came out, so this is like the perfect like. Um, Cliffner's version, he did all the art himself. It's definitely very pulp-ish. But um, 
it does a really good job of kind of covering um, all the really important stories of X-Men and how they kind of match up with everything. Um, so his number fifth or number five, number fifth, um, number five issue just came out and it is dealing with um, Storm trying to get her powers back from Forge. But um, it's actually really super cool. Again, it's like a Cliff Notes version of X-Men. If you've never read the X-Men or not too familiar with the history way back, um, you can find them all on Unlimited on X-Men, and it's definitely a good read. Now, if I could just if I could just find something that would tell me where to start in Chris Claremont's run, I'd be I'd be good. I feel like X with X Men history. That's what that's what always happens. Is I always try to figure out a good starting place in Chris Claremont's run, and inevitably they're like, I, I open up the book and the first panel is remember the thing that happened two issues ago. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh well, See, with this, yeah, but what about they... the thing that happened one issue ago? Oh yeah, that yeah, happened they... too. Yeah, I wish that like there's a thing in the back where it kind of gives a reference of all the pages that they reference. And other issues, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice, um, but it, it's there's like so much weird shit that happens with the X Men. Like I just didn't even realize that they definitely did not cover it in the after school uh, cartoons. <laughs> but um, it's it's actually been kind of fun just to have a little quick overview Cliff Notes version again of the X Men. So uh, so speaking of X Men. Dark Phoenix came out. Did you watch it? I did. Did you? I did not. You did no, not? I've not, not had a chance to watch anything except for uh, Endgame. So uh, so my takeaway on that is critics are dumbasses. What is, okay, uh, what does the kid in Big Daddy say about um, uh, whatever band the guy in Adam Sandler likes in Big Daddy? I peed my pants again. No, there's like, uh, he says like, <laughs> he says like, is that big poo-poo head? <laughs> so he says, and he taught me that sticks was one of the greatest American rock bands. They only caught a bad rap because most critics are cynical assholes. And so, so to paraphrase, uh, dark Phoenix was a really solid film that only caught a bad rap because most critics are cynical assholes. Okay. Uh, I I think it was it it had so I wouldn't I wouldn't describe it as like a fun movie because it definitely was very dark. Um, and I feel like I feel like people think like comic book movies aren't allowed to be dark anymore, which I don't think which I don't think is fair. Uh, but like yeah, I mean it's 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 dark and deals with some serious shit. Uh, but it also, um, there's the, the X-Men costumes are great. The X-Men are the X-Men. Um, the, the interpretation of Charles Xavier is like dead on to like particular portrayals in the comics. Like you can really tell they did their research. Um, uh, there's a, there's a Genosha scene, like the world building is terrific. It feels, all these characters are characters who have been through all these movies, the, you know, the, the core, uh, Raven, uh, beast, um, 
Professor X and Magneto. Like these are all characters who've been through all these movies and uh, it just, yeah, it just feels, feels lived in. Uh, the aliens uh, got, got about like, if you watch it and you actually pay attention to like any exposition, the aliens want the Phoenix force because their planet got destroyed and they want to take over earth and make, and get a new planet. Like that's, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> like it's not, it, it's you know. consistent with the story from the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. Like it's, it's fine. It, they're not the most, like they're not the great, the most memorable greatest villains ever. But, but critics are like, why are they even here? And it's like, well, they're there because of this reason that they explain in the movie. And there's a big scene about it. Like, whatever. And, yeah, uh, Jean Grey's a badass. And they, um, you know, they, they don't shy away from Phoenixy stuff. I mean, you know, Cyclops doesn't get killed at the end of the first act, unfortunately. But, uh, but no, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really, a really good fun movie, um, or fun, not f- fun at times, but also, uh, but also just kind of, uh, basking in its own darkness, which I think is fun sometimes too. Yeah, that's good. Um, you, you know, it, it's, it's not going to change your life. Uh, the ending, there's some things about the ending that don't make sense, but that's how, that's true of all these movies. I mean, you know, even, even Infinity War. Which, by the way, uh, I I got in my own head about Infinity War, and there's something that really bothers me at the, about the ending of Infinity War. Oh yeah, Tony Stark commits genocide. He snaps his fingers and murders every single one of Thanos's people. That's that's not cool. My thought, my feeling is that is that superheroes should find a better way. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really as as cool as that final battle sequence is. It kind of bothers me that they didn't. I don't know, teleport them back to 2011 or something like that. He, that he, that he actually just murdered them all. It feels like, and it's, and he murdered them all with, with, uh, with Thanos's weapon. So he basically just completely <laughs> sunk to the villains level. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to sink to that level though, right? I, I know the heroes are supposed to be better. Well, they're getting rid of the bad guy, just using his own power against them. But but they didn't just get rid of the bad guy. They they got rid of an entire like thousands of 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 his soldiers. You really think you really think his whole army was an army of volunteers? <laughs> I'm hoping they're all slaves, like against their will, just letting out a good slaughter. Yeah, no, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's probably they probably are either they're slaves or they're at very least they're like they're like Gamora, like where she was brainwashed, like. They didn't oh, come yeah, to this to be through, all like, slaves. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not like inherently evil, and they're not robots. They're not. You know, they're 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 alien beings. We're okay with them all getting murdered because they're ugly. But yeah, I'm fine with that. But I just I I don't know. I mean, it it used to be that it used to be that that was a discussion. You know that that was a that that would have been. You know, they would have talked about it. They're like, yeah, we'll get the, we'll get the glove and then I'll snap my fingers and we'll murder everybody. And then well, the civil war about this first. And then Pete, and then Peter would be like, 
I don't think that's a good idea. What if we, maybe there's another, maybe there's a better way. And then they'd find some kind of better way. Like teleporting them back to 2011 and maintaining the time frame. Or I don't remember what year, whatever year it was, 2014 or whatever, maintaining the timeline. But Peter's like, what a coincidence. We're happened to go on my uh, school visit out of the country to France and we have to do a bunch of shenanigans and then have a follow-up movie called Out of Town or whatever. Yeah, I'm also... Uh, I, I don't want to be like the, the contrarian hater, but I don't, I literally don't want Spider-Man to be the new Iron Man. And he like literally in the preview is like, there needs to be a new Iron Man. Well, see, I'm worried about how the, uh, the rights will go for Spider-Man with, uh, what, whoever owns them first. Cause I thought they were going to be doing, it's not, is it? Is it Fox that owns Spider-Man technically? Uh, Sony is Spider-Man. Sony, yeah, Sony. Um, that's right. Duh. Well, I think Sony was going to try to continue on with like the generic, like shitty Venom movies, and try to bring Spider-Man back into the fold full time. But now I think that might be different. Yeah. But I mean, Venom was pretty good. Uh, like what's like compared to what? Uh, compared to uh, Guardians Two, <laughs> compared okay, to uh, okay, maybe to Guardians Two, but compared to Thor Ragnarok, shut, shut your mouth. Compared Come to, com- I think I liked it better than the first in- than Infinity War. Ugh. Not Endgame, but Infinity War. I think I liked it better. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I. Maybe Ugh. I'm just. Maybe I'm just like. Maybe I'm just That's like. Re- Maybe it's recency bias or you just want to be a contrarian. Well, well, no, it's actually, I think it's like the opposite. Cause like, cause like I've, I've, I think I've just been convinced by so many people that, that loved the Venom movie that it was really good. Cause I was like, kind of terrible, but it wasn't that good. The thing that was the best part about it was it was like 90 minutes long. Like I, I want more tight movies like that, you know? (laughs) You know, honestly, too, I would like less of what I like. Um, I want it to be condensed as much as possible. We don't need more story or special effects. Just shit. Make it 45 minutes long. As long as it's condensed and shitty, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, I well, yeah, I mean, I think that's why te- that's why television is so good right now because that is a shorter. A simultaneously well, shorter and longer platform, but see, that's because I thought it was kind of weird because like you have Avengers and like the movie will be like two and a half hours long, but you'll spend like a total like a composite of like four, five or six hours of thirty minute shows on like Jessica Jones. Like, come on, put your efforts. I mean, Jessica Jones is really good though. Well, the first first season was. I like, well, I haven't seen the third season, but, uh, the first two, I liked a lot. I didn't get through all of the second one. Well, you're a man. It's because you're, you're a man and that was not for you. Well, just so much other stuff eventually came forward. Like my wife watched it. She was the one that kind of pushed us towards watching it. So she's the, yeah, well, still it was good. Uh, yeah. So I think we're definitely spiraling into tangent in nothingness. <laughs> I think we're out of things to talk about. 
Uh, anything, anything that we've uh, that we've missed? Um, so we talked about Rick dying, Tom King getting off of his book. Um, also, there's going to be Spy- or, uh, Superman Year One coming out. Um, oh like yeah. Except for that, it's like Ramita Jr.'s drawing it. Yeah, he's doing the Just... one character that I don't like the way that he draws him. I like John Romita Jr. a lot. I don't want. I don't really want to see Frank Miller doing a Superman Year One. I don't know, like with a bunch, like a big lip Superman the whole time. <laughs> like, I like John. I like John Romita Jr. a lot. I, I, I don't. I just. I don't really want to see. Him. Yeah, I don't really want to. I'm not going to read Superman Year One. I mean, I've read okay. Superman's origin a million billion times. I just saw Brightburn, which was an awesome version of Superman's origin. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't need a Frank Miller interpretation. Who's asking for that? Frank Miller. Hey Frank, write another Batman book, please. Yeah, I mean, or Green Arrow, or maybe someone else besides Superman. I don't know. I don't really want to read any more Frank Miller periods. So yeah, kind of same here. I'm kind of, I don't know. He, he did, he did what he did. I actually just read a little bit of his daredevil stuff recently, um, from back in the day and it was really good. Yeah. I like that stuff a lot. It's like, it's like, Oh, the good Frank Miller's really good, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed dark Knight three. I enjoyed dark Knight three because it was his, it was his world. Like that's his, that's his continuity. Yeah. I don't I don't really I don't really like the idea of doing a an incontinuity Superman origin by Frank Miller. Eh, doesn't doesn't seem right. No. All right, now that we've said everything sucks. Uh thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Listen to all the other shows on the Kendallcast feed, the uh Beyond Bulbasaur and the That's What We Called Music and the uh Star Wars Roundtable. Um, so yeah, until next time, keep reading those comics. Stay